with the July 2016 issue of JPEN. My name is Dr. Kelly Tappenden, Editor-in-Chief of the Journal of Parenteral Nutrition and the Kraft Foods Human Nutrition Endowed Professor at the University of Illinois at Urbana. Today we'll be discussing a paper entitled Vitamin E in New Generation Lipid Emulsion Protects Against Parenteral Nutrition-Associated Liver Disease in Parenteral Nutrition-Fed Preterm Piglets. My guest is Dr. Douglas Byrne from the USDA Children's Nutrition Research Center and Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas. Welcome, Dr. Byrne. Glad to be here, Kelly. I want to first congratulate you uh, and your colleague who's first author on this paper, Dr. Kenneth Ng, who received support for this work in the form of a large grant from the Aspen Rhodes Research Foundation. So this is really, you know, work that's being sponsored by the Rhodes Foundation, and I'm so pleased to be having it translated into a paper in JPEN. Well, thanks, Kelly. We're we're delighted to be able to share this information and talk about the work, and we're very uh, grateful to have the support from the Rhodes Research Foundation. It's been a it's been a great organization that's supported our work over the years, and we really appreciate it. It's been a nice start for so many junior investigators like your colleague, Dr. Ng. Certainly when I was an assistant professor, I, I received one of those grants too, and it was really essential for getting things started. First, let me ask you, you know, parental nutrition, of course, is such an important therapy in neonatal intensive care units due to congenital or required acquired gastrointestinal insufficiency. But these infants particularly when we compare them to adults, is so susceptible to PN-associated liver disease. So we've all followed much research on omegavin and lipid minimization strategies. Um, tell us about the impetus, the rationale, objective behind your work. Yes, yeah, certainly, Kelly. So when we began to formulate, actually, the grant with Ken Ng and, and this project, one of the early questions that kind of prompted the work was the issue of phytosterols that are present in soy-based lipid emulsions. And this is a, a bit of an emerging and, and hot area. It's very important in North America because it's the only part of the world at this point that has only one single lipid emulsion that's the soy-based emulsions. So we wanted to address this, and there was also emerging studies that had suggested that uh, fish oil-based emulsions uh, omegavin specifically were protective in reversing the effects of liver disease in infants. And so our goal was to do this study uh, using our preterm piglet model of fed parental nutrition exclusively to test whether when compared to intralipid, if we gave piglets omegavin, which is a fish oil-based emulsion that is, does not contain phytosterols, if we were to add those back, whether or not we could uh, induce injury to the liver and recapitulate the cholestasis that we see with intralipid. Okay, and when it comes to those phytosterols, what was your result? Well, interestingly, when we added back the phytosterols to omegavin, we, we were able to document that the animals that received omegavin had much lower circulating levels of phytosterol compared to intralipid alone and that in the group that received the omegavin with phytosterols spiked in or added, there was a concomitant increase in serum phytosterol levels. 
but unexpectedly, we did not see an increase in liver cholestatic endpoints, such as increased bilirubin or bile acids, when we added the phytosterols back to the, to the omega vein. So this was a bit of a surprise for us. And so one of the things that we also wanted to look at in the study was the difference in vitamin E content between intralipid and the new generation emulsions, in this case, omegavin. And vitamin E has been added to a number of the new generation emulsions that have higher contents of fish oil and long-chain N3 polyunsaturated fatty acids to balance out and provide some antioxidant support, not only while uh, it's on the shelf and during storage, but also in the infant and adults when they're treated. So we added a fourth group in this study where we took intralipid and added back vitamin E to try and see whether the differences in vitamin E content might explain what we had shown previously, which is a beneficial effect of omegavin. If you compare intralipid versus uh, omegavin at a constant lipid load, omegavin is very protective in terms of cholestasis and endpoints of liver disease. So to our surprise, and I guess the, we, were, we were pleased to see this result, that when we did add vitamin E back to intralipid, we saw a protective effect in that those, those piglets had reduced levels of bilirubin and also reduced levels of bile acids. So it wasn't the phytosterols at all, but the vitamin E is what's potentially protective. What do you think the mechanism might be? Have you looked at that at all? Yes, yeah, so originally one of the first things that we considered was, of course, the antioxidant effects of vitamin E. Vitamin E is a potent antioxidant in the body. It's an important supplement and vitamin for that reason. And our markers of antioxidant status that we had measured really didn't suggest that there were big differences in that. So one of the alternative theories that we began to look at specifically related to, to bile acid homeostasis was the idea that vitamin E can act as a ligand or as a hormone essentially for a nuclear receptor called the, the pregnane X receptor or PXR, which is highly expressed in the liver. And so we looked at targets of PXR in the liver and found that some of those targets that are involved in bile acid metabolism were in fact increased in response to vitamin E supplementation. And then also in the paper, then we were prompted to go back and do some cell culture studies with luciferase assays where we had human hepatocytes that were expressing the, the porcine pregnane X receptor. And when we treated those hepatocytes with vitamin E and with ligands that are PXR agonists, I should say, both of those were able to stimulate PXR activity. So our working hypothesis going forward is that the vitamin E may be, rather than having an antioxidant effect, as you might predict, it's actually stimulating the metabolism of cytochrome P450 systems that clear bile acids from the liver. That's very interesting. Now, when we look at this literature, we know there's the new generation lipid emulsions, but there's also lipid minimization strategies, right? Do you think there's any interaction between the load of lipid and the dose of vitamin E? Well, that's a good question. The lipid minimization has gained a lot of support in the clinical field right now. There are many that feel that lipid minimization is really perhaps the best way 
to limit cholestasis when cholestasis does develop, especially in preterm infants. Whether or not the vitamin E effects and the protective effects are lost with lower lipid loads, or perhaps they're only important at higher lipid loads, I think really needs to be tested with you know, systematic studies in pigs. And uh, we're hoping to perhaps do that in the future. Sure, very good. Now, I want to finish off by having you make a real play here for some of our clinical readers why the neonatal piglet model is such an excellent model, uh, preclinical model for the human infant. Yeah, so I'd love to, Kelly. I mean, this is a model that uh, we have used and, and your own lab I know has used for many years. It's, it's really a very useful and clinically relevant model. Uh, the piglet is, is especially important for pediatric nutrition as, and, and particularly parental nutrition because many of the other animal models, uh, rodent models in particular, but also guinea pigs, make it a little bit difficult to really practically do parental nutrition studies in the neonatal and perinatal period. And this is, a, this is an area where young infants and babies are very vulnerable to long-term parental nutrition. And so the pig is really an excellent model because for practical reasons of body size and whatnot, we can do these studies. We can essentially treat the piglet, the preterm and the term piglet, like preterm infants would be treated in the NICU. And the other benefit here is that there's a number of homologies in terms of metabolism and physiology and anatomy in the piglet that are comparable to humans. And so it really makes an excellent preclinical model where we can ask questions in the animal that really are not ethically possible in human infants. Thanks very much. I, I want to end by congratulating you and your colleagues on this excellent work. Uh, I certainly will look forward to your future papers as we try and combat parental nutrition-associated liver disease in uh, human infants. Thanks again for joining me today. My pleasure, Kelly. Thanks again.